Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of DiSerrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that, from actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? Welcome back to another week of the Bacon for Business podcast, y'all. Today, we are talking about leaving your job. How many people honk your horn if you're listening to this in your car, wherever you are? How many people are ready to give your job the deuces and say, F you, I'm out this bit. No, I'm teasing. Don't, don't, do, don't say that, y'all. <laughs> Please don't, don't do it like that. But you're ready to leave the coop, right? Your coworkers are aggravating you. Your boss does not understand you. You are probably at work on your Square account or PayPal account, sending out invoices, doing stuff that you should not be doing on your job. And all you could think about is just playing and flower all day. Trust me when I tell you, I totally get it. But in order for you to leave your job and pursue your passion for baking full time, you got to have a game plan, y'all. Trust me, I know so many people who leave and it's like this dream, this fantasy. It's like we all want to just leave our job for our baking business, kind of like how people want to get married. So they fantasize about it and we think about it, but we just tend to forget that money is money. So today I'm not here to talk you out of it. I promise you I'm not. I'm actually here to give you four steps. I want you to really, really think about these four things coming from someone who did quit their job just out of a heated moment and took a leap, which I don't regret. And I will tell you why, but I'm going to give you these four tips so that you can think about it and you can decide. And maybe after the end, when we finish this, it really might be time for you to jump, yo. And if it is, then I'm ready for you, homie. I'm ready for you, darling. I want you to jump, but let's just think about these four things first. Okay. All right. So number one, leaving your nine to five to pursue your full-time passion. So one of the first tips I have, wait a minute, I got one more bonus tip before we get into today's podcast is I want you guys to do me a favor. If you listen to the podcast and you love the episodes and you enjoy the show, let me ask you something. Are you following the Baking for Business page on Instagram? Instagram is my primary platform where you can get so much more information. Every single day, I share nuggets. I share motivation. I also share tips to help home baking business owners as well as storefront owners and anyone in the baking or food entrepreneur profession. And then I'm always having lives doing free recipes. So pull up your Instagram right now. Yes, where you are right now. And I want you to type baking for business on Instagram and hit follow. So that's baking for business on Instagram and be sure to follow. And that way you don't have to check in with me every week. You can actually get motivation and tips for your business every single day on social media. So follow us baking for business on social media and turn on your post notifications. So you don't miss out on anything because I have a recipe that I'm going to share with y'all next week. Who? 
child, it's going to blow your mind. All right. So anywho, <laughs> little plug, but I love for the podcast people to come over to Instagram and that way we can continue the conversation and always tag me as you're listening to. All right, y'all. So real quick story. My background is in food service management. And before food service management, I did go to school for medical billing and coding. So I usually worked in hospitals aside from cooking and baking. So I was on the job. Some of you guys may even remember this. I used to go live like in my in my office, in my hospital office, and I would share tips and all types of things. So That also brought me to a point that I want to write down, make a note of it, bam, bam. Okay, so working with doctors was amazing, but sometimes they do get on your nerves. They are rude to people underneath them. And it was just this one doctor in particular. And I was like, you know what? To heck with this, I'm gone. Because at the current time, I was baking on the side and I was making good money with my pound cakes and stuff like that. And I was just like, this dude has one more time to piss me off. And I was his surgery scheduler. So I would schedule all the surgeries. Everybody had to come through me for their financial aid and stuff like that. And that was it. I had it. So I said, you know what? Since you know everything, honey, why don't you do this yourself? And in the middle of a surgery day, I got my ish and I packed and I walked up and I told him to kiss my ass. And It felt liberating at the time. And of course, it was, how can I put this? It was freeing to really just tell someone what was on your mind. Now, in hindsight, in short, trust me, that wasn't all I said, but we're not going to go over that. But looking back, that wasn't the best thing to do. And in actuality, it wasn't the Christian thing to do. I should have just put in a notice because you want to be sure that you're putting out into the world, the same energy that you want to receive. So I left them high and dry in the middle of a surgery day, dealing with patients, patients are people. So that pushed their schedule back. No one asked for that. They were only thrown off for a couple of days. After that, they replaced me because, hey, on any job, we are all replaceable. But it wasn't the best way to go about it. After that, someone had recommended a book that I'm going to recommend to you guys, which is called Quitter by John Acuff. And I read the book and I loved it because it was about being ready to to leave your job for your passion. But it really broke down all the little things that we don't think about in between and how we can actually use our job in order to build our business while we're there. So those are some of the things that I want to share with you today. So step number one, check your income check your income. I had a one-on-one with the baker and she makes about $40,000 a year. Uh, she works, it's it kind of in car, uh, car replacement, car part. She's like a manager at O'Reilly's at a, at a car shop and she makes great money. In her baking business, she had a year where she ended with about $32,000 in sales. So she was like, chef, I'm ready to go. I have The money that I'm being, um, the money that's coming in from my job, which is about $40,000. And then I have the $32,000 that's coming in from baking. And she's like, so I'm ready to go. I believe that baking matches the Rileys. And what I had to tell her was, I said, okay, honey, look at it this way. Number one, the money that's coming in from baking is not your profit. 
It's your sales. It's your revenue. And I had to explain to her that although you've made $32,000 in sales, and that is great, you have to understand that you have to minus costs and expense. Now, I'm not going to talk about pricing on this episode. There will be some episodes ahead talking about pricing, but this is one of the things that bakers struggle with in pricing. So when they they get their return back and they're looking at their numbers, they're like, yeah, I made $32,000 this year in my baking business. And I was like, no, you generated $32,000 in sales, but that's not the amount that you were able to keep. That's number one. So for anyone who's listening along, if you're taking notes, pen and paper, number one, I want you to write down how much do you make on your job? And then number two, how much sales do you make in your baking business? But then number three, after your costs and expenses and everything like that, how much profit? I think profit is one of the biggest numbers that we miss. How much profit are you making in your baking business? That's number one. Then number two, I had to remind her that now that we have your sales, you have to think about your livelihood. Because if you've been on this job managing for a while, when you combine the two, technically your full-time job brought in 40 and then you've been using the income for your side business. So it's kind of like you were making more than than, than 40. After a while, when we did her numbers, it was kind of like, Maybe I think about 26 something that was her. So when you combine the 40 and the 26, it's almost like you're getting 66 a year. So what I then had to tell her was, so if you're looking to now leave that job, I know you may think that the baking can equal the job, but now you're actually negative because when you were on the job, you had money coming in from the job and money coming in from the side hustle. Now everything is only coming in from the side hustle. So another example, let's say we're on a job that makes 50,000 a year. And let's say your baking business made 50,000 a year also in profit, right? So you've got 100K per year that you're making from two sources of revenue, your job and your baking business. But if you up and decide, oh, well, hey, I don't need this job now. It equals my baking business. Well, you've now dropped one. And so now you have to allow your baking business time for that 50 to catch up and make you 100, which is what you were used to. So I think a lot of people don't pay attention to their income just because their sales is close to their salary. That doesn't mean that that's actually what you're taking home. I'm going to repeat that again. Your sales in your baking business may be very close to your salary on your job, but that's not the exact amount that you're taking home. Okay, so that's number one. So now, maybe you're not that person. Okay, if that's the case and your sales, but also your profit from your baking business is exceeding what you make on your job, let's say on your baking business, maybe you made 150,000 profit and you're on a job that's paying you 30,000 or 40,000. Well, heck yeah, by all means, leave, bounce, tell them deuces, you know, go pursue your dream if that is you. But if not, I always strongly encourage you to look at your numbers. If you would like free help in looking at your numbers, one of the things I'm going to recommend is that you reach out to a local accountant in your community. And one of the things I always share with people is that whenever you need help, in your business with saving money, try to find a student worker. So go to a community college or go to a college like I know here at LSU. They have programs for everything. As those students are learning, they need hours. And you might think, oh, shoot, well, they're not certified yet or I don't want to use a student CPA. 
trust me, it's okay because their teacher has to overlook their work. Everything gets double checked. And if anything, they might be a lot more thorough because it's so fresh on their mind since they're learning it and they want to be perfect. I've utilized the services for uh, one of my students now. Well, not she's not a student anymore, but um, one of my clients now was actually a student when she found me. She used to order Chef Schomburg sweets on the Uber Eats app, uh, shout out to Nita, because I know she's a sweetheart. And then when she graduated, I started using her in both of my businesses to review my paperwork. And I've been with her ever since, and she's super kind. So every time I need help, she's now a lawyer. She has her own practice. She's moved to Georgia. I always uh, reach out. But again, find a student worker and you can save so much money and ask them just for a bookkeeper or someone to just sit down and really go over your numbers with you so that you feel comfortable and you understand. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you need cushion, honey. Your booty has to be soft. You need cushion. Make sure that you are saving, you guys. Make sure that you have enough money in your savings account. With the way the world is going now, some people recommend three months. Hell, I say six months. So it's up to you, three months, six months, whatever you want to do. But just make sure there's money in your savings in case this thing doesn't take off like you want it to, because it's always best to be safe than sorry. So that's number two. Always make sure that your booty has a cushion, especially if you're a person that has a family and you have littles and other people to take care of. All right. So tip number three. Want to make sure I don't miss these. Oh, customers and systems. So make sure this may seem obvious, but I know so many people, their sales always stagger. So you want to make sure that you have systems in place to where, number one, you're always attracting new business. But number two, you're always nurturing existing business. Because so many of us, we get caught up in, if I just had new followers, if I just had new this, but in actuality, what you really need is you need traffic to all the sources that sell your stuff. And then that traffic has to turn into conversion. So make sure that you check your systems before you leave. Do you have a loyalty program in place? Do you have an ambassador program? Uh, How do people come back and buy from you weekly? Do you have weekly goals? Are you actually bringing customers in weekly? Or do you notice that you just make sales during the holidays? The reason why I say this is because business fluctuates. I met a young lady, she does cocoa bombs around the holidays and she makes a ton of money. But after that, she can't get regular sales. People only go to her for the cocoa bombs for something that they know, but she struggles with sales. And I've tried to help this lady every way possible, but you can't help people that don't want to help themselves. I'm just going to be totally honest. So when you're thinking about leaving a job and jumping, honey, all of that burden is on you. Are you a hustler? Are you the type of person that's going to sit down and make sure that you get those sales every week, that you get those sales every month? Because closed mouths don't get fed. And speaking of getting fed, if the money's not coming in, your ass literally might not be eating. It might be a ramen noodle type of night if you're not busting your butt doing what you have to do to get these sales. So make sure that you're comfortable. You have an amount of customers, an amount of uh, corporate accounts. You know for a fact that you have reliable income coming in and you have systems to help you so that you're able to scale at a place that feels really comfortable to you. So that's number three, customers and systems. Number four, make sure you have a plan. So now that you've decided, okay, I'm ready to go, 
check with someone, like I stated, local CPA, a bookkeeper, sit down and make a plan. So what's the plan for the business? Is your business in a season to where you need to raise brand awareness? Is your business in a season to where you're booked and busy? So maybe you might need to raise your prices since you're in such high demand so that you can bring in more money. What's the plan for your savings account? And lastly, what is the plan for your retirement? This is one thing I missed when I left. When I looked at the cost of benefits, working at the hospital, whenever I had a little cold, you know, if I had a hachu, like I could literally just leave out of my office, walk next door and be like, hey, doctor, man, my, my throat is itchy. What's going on? And open up my mouth. I never even really used my benefits that much when I worked in the hospital. When I left and I had to look at the cost of benefits, I was like, what in the zippity doodah is going on? Like, this is what people pay out of pocket? Ooh, gee golly wally. <laughs> and at the current time, my husband's enrollment wasn't open. So I was like, oh, snaps. I had to pay COBRA. And I'm thinking, dang, I did not think of this. And this was years ago, just little stuff you don't think when you're mad. So I'm telling you now, what are your benefits? How much do you pay for them? Start looking at plans because now you're going to take on more. Again, you're losing that source of income. So now you have to provide your own benefits. And what about if you're the type of person that has benefits for your whole family? So are you now ready to take on the cost of that family plan? For some reason, when you're self-employed, to me, it's like the plans are double because I guess they figure, oh, self-employed, that must mean they balling, they rolling, right? So just think about those things. Get your kitty cat checked. Get your coochie checked, get your eyes checked, get all of those things checked before you bounce off of a job and make sure you are well, that you are physically able to walk into this new role of being a full-time baker or a full-time business owner. And I know somebody's like, seriously, chef, get your kitty checked. Yeah, seriously, because those gynecologist bills, they be hitting. So if you're not ready to pay that, then that's just something that I want you to think about. Now, here is an alternative that I do have for you because some people may be like, Chef, I never knew you worked in the hospital. One of the first things I did that I did do correctly was when I was in food service management and I was at Costco when I started my business and when things did pick up, I did decide that I wanted to focus on it more. So one of the first things was that I actually got a job which was part-time and which was steady. So what I'm, let's see, I don't want to say requesting, but what I'm recommending to you is maybe to look into reducing your schedule first before you take the jump. So what happened was, was since I knew I had a background in billing and coding, I said, you know what? Because when I was at Costco, my hours are crazy. I might come in one day, nine to seven. Another day, I might be one thirty to eight. Another day, I might be six to two. So it was always hard to tell people what my business hours were. Because, hell, I didn't know what my own hours were, my damn self. So I said, you know, I need a job that's going to give me steady hours. And the hospital was perfect because I worked Monday through Friday. I worked mornings. So I would work Monday through Friday from 6 to 2. And then sometimes I can even do four days. So it allowed me to do less. I can do one from home. Then I always had evenings. So at night, I was making my orders. Then because I had my own office, I was actually using my office as a pickup. So I would make my orders. I would bring all my orders to work. During lunchtime, my pickup location was across the street from my job. So 
on my lunch break, I would go across the street and then I would dish out all my orders to my customers. I had a jacket that I put over my scrubs and my clients never knew I was working. They just always thought, you know, they saw a black jacket. They saw me in scrubs. They just thought that was my uniform. So (laughs) it really, really helped to have a steady schedule. And those years really allowed me to build up Chef Schaumburg Suites. They also allowed me to meet people. They allowed me to get feedback, which is one of the things that I would love for you guys to do while you're on your job. Use your job. Those greedy ass crumb snatching co-workers of yours that like to eat stuff. The next time they want to eat something, tell them, have you left us a, a, a Google review? Have you left us a Facebook review? Well, honey, you get no ends until you leave a review. Start using them in order to, to boost your SEO, in order to get testimonials. If you're a person that's lacking UGC, I shared UGC a couple of weeks ago, meaning user generated activity. Start using them to get pictures of your products so that you can post on social media. Include some of them in your brand video if you need to, but use your job. And while you're on your job, make sure you are totally comfortable with your branding. Make sure there's nothing else to buy. So do you have a tent for pop-ups? Do you have magnets that go on the side of your car? Have you maybe thought about taking the money in your job and flipping it and running some Google ads so that you can really, really raise awareness for your side business? Use your job right now as well as all the mistakes, the things that you see wrong. Is it a customer service thing that's missing? Is it maybe a standard operating procedure that you use that you really, really love, that you feel that you can implement in your business? Take everything right now that's on your job that's going right, as well as everything that's going wrong, and be sure to put all of that into your business so that you can have more success when you leave your nine to five and start working on your job full time. So stepping down, if your job allows you to, Maybe the key you need because number one, it still gives you that little cushion, but number two, it allows you to kind of see what life is like being a full-time entrepreneur. And if your job doesn't allow you to step down, like mine did in Costco, they were like, no, you can't be part-time. Either you're here or you're not. Then that's when I told them deuces, but I put in a notice, I left, and that was what led me to the hospital was that the hours were a little bit more stable. And of course, that that four-day thing really, really came into effect. So think about all of these, all of these things, y'all, excuse me, when you want to leave a job, because I don't want y'all tripping. I don't want y'all broke out here on these streets. I don't want to have to see you on a corner, you know, with a sign talking about we'll work for flour or anything like that. And trust me, I'm rooting for you, honey. I really am. I want you to leave that crazy ass job. But at the end of the day, I also want you to be financially responsible. I want you to be secure. And I want you to do it when you feel confident, when you know that you've taken the leap and that it feels good. You're not waking up in the middle of the night worrying, oh, Lord, can I pay the light bill? Or, oh, Lord, what's my copay at the doctor's? Like, I don't want you living paycheck to paycheck because I truly believe that we're all designed to have an abundance mindset. And yes, I do believe that the Lord supplies and I believe in faith and all that and taking a jump. But I also believe that he gives us wisdom and discernment. And so I do want you to make sure that you're using discernment and that you're operating from a spirit of discernment when you really decide, is it time for me to break away from this job? All right, you guys. So those are my four tips. I hope they help you. 
Tell me what you think, honey. Shout out your girl right now. Tag me as you're listening in your car while you're driving. I love to see when y'all tag me. That shit makes me so damn happy. And let me know, did it hit the spot? Am I missing something? Have you recently taken the leap to leave your job? Or has this podcast reminded you that your butt may need to stay still for just a few more months or a few more years until it's actually time? I can't wait to see what you come up with. And I do believe in you because I do know that if you were given a gift, you can prosper and profit from it. You guys know that I believe that fully. So keep being amazing. Keep working on your job. Don't cuss your coworkers out just yet. Just stay the course while you continue to build your side hustle. And I promise you at the end of it all, you will truly see sweet success. Bye for now.